Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 1st of June, the 153rd day of this leap year of 2020, affording us 213 days until 2021. Toward the end of last week, the numbers of reported COVID-19 cases worldwide topped 5.9 million, with the number of confirmed cases in the United States over 1.7 million. The number of deaths globally has surpassed 362,000, up over 28,000 from the previous week. This past Friday, confirmed COVID-19 deaths in the United States totaled nearly 101,000, up almost 6,000 from the previous week's 95,000. In other words, nationwide, COVID-19 is killing approximately 1,000 United States citizens per day. We remain the number one hotspot for coronavirus on the planet, and Brazil has surged into second place, with 441,000 confirmed cases, although with nearly 27,000 deaths, Brazil is still in sixth place, behind the UK, Italy, France, and Spain. Today begins the month of June, possessing various etymologies, if we refer to Ovid's poem Fasti, a poem about the Roman calendar. And, as most of us who have been outside lately, June is full of entomologies as well, ranging from the bumblebees roaming among the flower power to our reliable micro-vampires sampling our flesh and blood. Of course, much of what's living outside wants to explore life on the inside, so our two main coon cats stay busy from time to time, especially in the evening when one or another insect blunders indoors and in turn is cornered by one of the felines until I arrive with a bottle or a jar to contain the unwelcome guest and transport it back out into the darkness. Night before last, a stink bug moved to the top of the agenda. Phew, don't get those things frightened is all I can say. Return to Ovid's etymologies. We note that the Roman month Junius was purportedly named after the Roman goddess Juno, in charge of marriage and the wife of supreme god Jupiter. Another guess has the name deriving from the Latin word juniores, meaning the younger ones. Traditionally an early June meteor shower, the Aretids visits us earthlings about now... Vying for attention will be the waxing gibbous moon, which by Friday will become June's full moon, known as the full strawberry moon, the full rose moon, the full hot moon, and the full mead moon. Let's hoist one to that. While looking at that burgeoning moon tonight and tomorrow, check out the first magnitude star, Spica, which is also the brightest star in the constellation Virgo the Maiden. We'll save the connection of constellation Virgo to the legend of Hades, god of the underworld, and his abducting Persephone for another time. Today, back in 17, 794, Charlemagne, a.k.a. Charles the Great, convened the Council of Frankfurt along the main Main River, meeting the important churchmen of the Frankish realm, which included bishops and priests from Francia, Aquitaine, Provence, and Italy. At this synod, the upshot was that the group gathered accepted that the images found in the icons would be useful educational devices, but denied that such icons and their images were worthy of veneration. 
Today in 1533, Anne Boleyn was crowned Queen of England. Today in 1967, the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band was released, selling 8 million copies worldwide. I remember this week 53 years ago and a friend swinging by to take me for a ride, and on his front seat was a copy of Sgt. Pepper's, which we took back to his house and listened to. What an album. Today is the birthday of Norma Jean Mortensen, daughter of film cutter Gladys Monroe Baker Mortensen, and an uncertain father, owing to much mystery surrounding an alleged affair Gladys had. Years after Norma Jean had changed her name to Marilyn and then weathered a few marriages, she mused about her rise to stardom. I used to think as I looked out on the Hollywood night, there must be thousands of girls sitting alone like me, dreaming of becoming a movie star. But I'm not going to worry about them. I'm dreaming the hardest. Today is also the birthday in 1801 of Brigham Young, in 1926 of Andy Griffith, in 1934 of Pat Boone, and in 1973 of Heidi Klum. This is the lupin and buttercup phase of our garden, when we allow those two simple but beautiful enough species of flora a week or so to do their thing before we get really serious about planting our vegetable crop. A few days back, I read an article from the Los Angeles Times that alluded to a study from the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, and it got me thinking about how serious, or not, we as Mainers and Americans are taking the pandemic. Loud talking, the article said, can emit thousands of saliva droplets per second. And researchers recently found that, in a stagnant air environment, droplets of fluid sprayed from the mouth remained in the air for as long as 8 to 14 minutes before drying up. In other words, beware of unmasked speakers, one of whom hallowed over to me from a neighboring line queuing up at the local grocery store recently. Seeing the mask I was wearing, he added, Staying safe with that, are we? It's about protecting you from me, I answered, which engendered a somewhat sheepish, Okay, thank you, from him. Something that also caught my eye this past week was the phrase, Silent spreaders referring to large numbers of pre-symptomatic or asymptomatic infected people, a number the CDC estimates could be as high as 20 to 50 percent, which again reinforces the importance of wearing a mask. Recently in my hometown of Aurora, Colorado, 104 workers at the Steve Roberts Desserts Warehouse tested positive for COVID-19, and none had ever shown symptoms. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the first week of June and the warmth of late spring.